Come on, Joey. Come on. Good boy. Always oh, hot. Oh, you're a hot dog. Come on, you darling. You don't know what to do with yourself. No, don't eat that. Joey's very attracted to boggy water, basically. Anything that's slightly off, green looking. Um, he'll drink from dirty puddles. So, of course, that stagnant water lying in the bottom of that uh, window box is going to attract Joey. Look, Joey. I'll oh, see ya. <sighs> right. Let's get the kit for the job in hand. We need secateurs, gloves. How many times have you started a gardening job? excitedly without any gloves on and then regretted it because your hands feel really old afterwards and also they say if you're handling compost you should wear gloves and things um yeah i've had a few thorns and prickles and weird rashes and whatnot from from doing all that kind of stuff so yeah gloves are my new friend i have about three pairs <laughs> i get a bit sweaty to be honest anyway right so let's go round to what i'm gonna now call cordeline corner I'll explain why. So, if you're looking face on, you've got the Hover House, which again I've explained in a previous episode about why it's called the Hover House, but essentially it's a summer house. It's on an angle in the long lawn to try and break up that kind of rectangle, rectangle, rectangle thing that goes on in gardens, narrow gardens. And on the left hand side is sheltered from the sun. I've put a, a clematis, a winter flowering clematis, clematis up there it really doesn't like the sun i've tried it in the sun you'd think wouldn't you sunshine but no so anyway that's doing its thing but on the right hand side i've created a small triangle bed um, which kind of juts out from the side of the of the summer house and in it i've got a beautiful thing called mighty phil which has a better name in latin obviously but i can't pronounce it and can't remember it so that's that but phil basically comes to life every year and has these brilliant feather duster style stalks which eventually um very sort of unmasculine for a name like that <laughs> sort of come very uh, flamboyantly out of the top of these big feathery but joey why why does he like just standing on stuff like getting up tall do you want to come in for a cuddle yeah. Oh dear. No, you can't have my gloves. Okay, so we've got Mighty Phil, which has nice pink blooms in a few weeks' time. Next to that is the most magnificent two foot tall rhubarb plant. Now, rhubarb, apparently, according to the instructions, and my mum you can't harvest it or use it in the first two years it grows so i'm just letting it do its thing i'm anticipating beautiful rhubarb crumble in january february because i've had it two years by then but for now it's just absolutely loving it it is shaded all of that little triangle bed is shaded by the wisteria which oh, i have no idea how old it is but it is magnificent now I used to have wisteria, oh I was a bit snippy with it, I was a bit, oh we'll get in there in January, February time, I would cut it hard back, back hard, whatever you call it, but right down basically to, you know, about a metre off the ground and then it would absolutely rampantly run up uh, whatever it was trained against and grow again the following summer, but um, I wanted to train it 
<laughs> into a tree. Now, I think that's a bit ambitious, to be honest, to have a wisteria tree. I had Googled it, I had looked for it, and it is possible, but it, I don't think it's naturally predisposed to being a tree, this thing, no matter how much I sort of cut it back. So what I found was a thing called a tutor, which is a two-metre-high um, flute-shaped frame which I then placed over the top of the trunk and then the following summer trained the wisteria up through its various laddery type frame options. It's cast iron, it's black cast iron flute, it's very heavy. It's pegged into the ground with some serious metal pegs so it doesn't fall over. And in fact, I don't think it would go anywhere now anyway because the wisteria is really um, holding onto it. You know what like wisteria does? It kind of grabs around something and before you know it, it's lifted a, a cast iron or metal fence out of the ground just because it's so strong. Um, and what I have... I followed Mike Nextdoor's um, method of just not touching it of not cutting it back, of not dealing with it, because he's got a lovely one next door. Mike's wisteria bush is very impressive, I have to say. Uh, it grows all over the top of their big shed in the back of the garden. It looks really magnificent. Anyway, so I have, I've left it, and it's just kept on growing. It's growing over the top of the summer house. It's providing a bit of shade on the sort of porch area of the summer house. And it was so rewarding this spring to see lots and lots of these beautiful dangling, um, almost chandelier type um, petals in white, uh, smelt gorgeous. And I also spotted a few purple ones. I've never seen a combo like that. I've seen a lot of people have them on the fronts of their houses. Uh, they're just so uh, different and really stand out. They don't flower for a very long time, but when they do, they're gorgeous. And a lot of people have purple. This is white, but now it's showing signs of purple, so I don't quite know why it would be changing its colour. Hopefully that'll be a thing, because the purple's really pleasing. Anyway, back to why this is called, from now on, the Cordeline Corner. Between you and me, <clears throat> my husband saw a cordeline in the garden centre. Now a cordeline is in fact let's go and let's go and have a look at it. A cordeline is a burgundy spear-shaped palm type deal. Red star is its name, this one. Nine quid. Blimey. It's very pretty. It's like a waterfall. It shoots up and then a waterfall of palmy sort of Oh, it doesn't flower, it doesn't do anything other than look very fine. And it's burgundy and it's got this delicious sort of red pinstripe down all the way down the back, or piping if you like, of red, reddy orange. So it's got a nice colour to it and it looks great with green, of which we have a lot. So he brought it home and went, hey, let's put this in the ground. And you know what, I, I realised that I'm actually a bit of a snob when it comes to being a bit, bit more creative than that. And I've, you see a lot of these as a centrepiece in maybe um, a municipal bed or roundabout. Um, you might see them surrounded by a circle of brightly coloured geraniums, surrounded by another circle of white bedding plants. And they're great because they don't need any maintenance. So I understand why you might use them and they've got height and it does offer a sort of structural um, 
variance you know in, in what you what you're planting so everything is so down on the ground it's really quite upright but I don't want to make this a centerpiece at all but I think what can happen is if I put it in just behind the rhubarb and next to mighty fell it will really complement those plants lift them and what you'll have or what I'll have <laughs> yeah I will have is a nice depth of vision depth of field is think that's the right word so that when you look walk past the wisteria your eye is actually drawn behind it not just to the green of the rhubarb and the, the pink of the mighty fill, but also this sort of purple, burgundy, spiky plant, which is offers a bit of difference, I think, in a, in a garden. Everything's very rounded, isn't it, in planting, and green and rounded. But if you can offer a bit of a spike, that adds interest. So, Cordeline Corner, here we come. Before I drown the thing, let's just check that it needs water, doesn't need water. Here we go. I'm reading the label now. Beautiful picture on the front. Turn it over. It's the cordline red star. Partial sun. Tick. Dig a hole slightly deeper and wider than the root ball. Remove from pot position. Plant replace soil around root ball. Firm in and water well. Okay. So we're going to do that, but I'm not going to water the hole first. Just don't think it needs it it's quite damp around here anyway and also i'm guessing this is a hot climate plant that doesn't deserve too much attention on the watering tick so i've got my hole ready i'm just oh it's quite um quite easy to remove i'm gonna get rid of this uh, label because once it's in you kind of don't need that might keep it in the shed just for a bit of reference if I get a bit lost or forget what it needs, if it's got an issue. Okay, so there you go, cordline. Dug the hole already. The slug heading for the hedge there, lovely. Yeah, I think it's difficult to tell, isn't it? Should it go up a bit more? No, I'm going to keep it low. The rhubarb leaves are so enormous. <laughs> they are wonderful. I mean, it's just... It's like a plant that is, it should be in Day of the Triffids or something. It's got kind of sci-fi element to it. It's very pleasing and grows very quickly. So, putting a bit of soil in, backfilling around the hole, that's the professional term. And there's a bit of soil in the wheelbarrow, obviously, from where it came out. I'm just going to put a bit more on top. It doesn't need, it doesn't need much. Soilless, actually, or loam, as we might say. <laughs> nice loam. Give it some nice loam. Oh yeah, that looks really nice. Really nice. I'm sorry, I was a snob about it. I really am. And that's just being mean to my very gorgeous and generous husband, who thought of buying it because he thought it would look good. I didn't share my snobbery with him, obviously. I went, oh, that's nice. That'll look really good behind that other plant so we can't really see it very well. <laughs> no, but actually that does look really nice. Pleased with that. Oh, now it needs to stand up straight, doesn't it? Or else it'll affect my OCD levels. <laughs> the straightness, I straighten people's other people's paintings in their houses. It's kind of rude, isn't it? But 
can't relax unless they're straightened. Same with my plants, they've got to be upright as much as they can. Okay. Right, let's get this cordline watered and then call it a day. Give the rhubarb a little drink while I'm here. Bit of a water and we're sorted and cordaline corda.